Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Finishing Well Podcast, a podcast for Finishing Well Ministries. I'm Randy Hess, and uh, I'm here with Hal Habaker, the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, and we are really glad you're here. This is a podcast for seniors, people over 65, but it's also a podcast for those under 65 who are interested in the idea of living their life well and finishing their life well for the glory of God. And so we are here to help with that in different possible ways and talk about it. Uh, We're also glad to be back uh, from a short break, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that during this podcast. So uh, without further ado, I want to ask Hal, how are you doing today, Hal? Uh, Randy, I'm doing very well. It's great to be back with you and with our listeners, talking about things that impact our lives as we age and finishing well, living well every day. And we're going to use a great example of a person uh, that will help us in that today. Take us into that, Randy. Well, you and I have talked uh, this week about that, and uh, we thought it would be a good plan to maybe kick around the idea that uh, has been forwarded by... um, a lady named Allison Felix, uh, a multiple gold medal winner, uh, I believe, in the uh, in the Olympics, in multiple Olympics. In multiple Olympics, she was a gold medal winner in the American Gals 4 by 100 relay this year, and she mm-hmm. won the bronze in the 400-meter run. And she has been an outstanding Olympian. I think this is her fifth Olympics, if I'm correct. She has won 11 medals. Uh, I think it's more than any other women uh, competitors in the Olympics. And she is an outstanding believer. And she wrote something that you latched on to, Randy. Tell us about it. She did. She represents Fellowship of Christian Athletes as a representative. She's out there giving constant talks and messages to people. And uh, her, her message that really caught, I think, both of us, our minds about it, is that she she says that uh, we need to get in touch with or think about our inner drive, Hal. She, I, I love that term, inner drive, but I don't know what it means. And, and she helps us. She helps explain it. In, in I would say normally that inner drive. She she explains this, and I think in some of her talks, Hal. But she says that the inner drive is uh, is a relate kind of relates to um, uh, athletes and sports and people who are really pursuing something, and they use their inner drive and kick it into high gear, so to speak, when they're really trying to achieve a big goal, strong goals, um, or exceed them. Uh, and she talks a lot about that. But she says an interesting. She takes an interesting. Uh, maneuver during her talk. And that is, she says, what propels me the most stems from the spirit. And so the spirit, as it turns out, is the real engine, Hal. It's the real engine of that drive, that inner drive that that she wants us to understand. And I think that is just an, a fantastic uh, concept. She mentions that uh, her relationship with Jesus uh, allows her to understand that he has gone before her 
in moments where it was easy, where the track thing, where the where the track meet was easy for her, and and he's also gone ahead of her where she's really struggled to hold on uh, and and just keep up with the goal she set for her career. And that I relate to that. I think you relate to that very well. That <clears throat> we just don't. We have until we tune in to the Holy Spirit, till we tune in to what what our relationship is with the Lord, we can't appreciate how much the Lord has been with us in all of our endeavors, all of our attempts to achieve things. So she claims with Christ at her center, uh, she's not deterred by the pressure or the scrutiny or whatever comes her way, whatever difficulties. She knows that the Lord is there. And so I'm throwing that out, Hal, as a really good idea that we need to talk about a little bit in terms of our own lives. Um, I would like to think I'm a motivated person or have been in my background. Uh, I think you think of yourself the same way, but you know, that motivation is only so deep as a human. What really is the motivating force in our lives? What really is the basis for an inner drive is our relationship with God and the Holy Spirit guiding us. What do you think about that idea, Hal? I can't disagree. It's a very biblical idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, she uses a simple verse, Proverbs 16, 9, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord determines his steps. So we as human beings have our set of standards that we want to press for. And just like her in, a, in running the 400 meter, you know, it's all time-based. What's your time? Where'd you come in? First, second, third, fourth. And it's very easy for us to measure our inner drive by outside standards. Right. But what everybody does when we're all human, and sometimes we don't finish well, sometimes we finish last, sometimes we don't even finish. So her idea of what keeps you going on that inner drive, why do you keep stepping up to the plate, so to speak? Well, why do you keep reaffirming your commitment to be the person God calls you to be? And that's her point. She drives it down in our hearts to our spiritual life. And it's really Jesus that calls her to being the kind of woman, person she needs to be. So she's 35. Now, she probably won't compete in any more Olympics. You know, she'd right. be in her late 30s, 39 in four years from now. Right. Uh, so, you, you know, the standards change. So now you're not a competitor on the athletic track anymore or wherever it is in the workforce. So what is your inner drive? Well, your inner drive is what God calls you to be as a person and out of who he has created you to be in Christ in yourself is what is your basis for competitive, for that inner drive that she talks about. I think it's great. So she asks us, what, what is our inner drive? And I think all of us are in a, uh, in a pilgrimage in which that's tested again and again and again at all stages in our life. And I think that's why I go to the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3, you know, I want to press on. Well, why do you want to press on? You would say, haven't you done enough, Paul? You've done these three missionary journeys. Uh, you know, you should rest for a while. But he <laughs> says, no, there is something inside of me which is rooted in Christ 
that calls me to press on and being the kind of person and, and doing always comes out of being. So we're not trying to get people to do more stuff. You know, we're trying to encourage each other to look into your heart and see what it is that God wants you to be and how he wants you to grow. So I find her, her, um, her idea as an athlete really compelling. It, it, it has so many, uh, I think, possible uh, shoots coming out of it in so many, so many directions we could go. But let's just stay with the main idea. And that is that the Lord, the Holy Spirit directs us. And she says that um, we want to, you know, we're always, the inner drive is like, I want to be the best that I can be in something or the best that I can be in, in maybe accomplishing my human goal. But she says only he can direct us into the design he created for us. And that's what you just said, Hal. You know, he created us for, for purpose, and he directs us towards that purpose. And so she says we train for eternal gold, a treasure that will last. And I think that just resonates. You know, it doesn't matter what age you are. Sure, that's a big deal if you're 25 or 26 or 27 and, 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 and competing in some world-class event. But it's also just as valuable, I think, how to seniors at, uh, you know, 77, 87 years old. And uh, what is it? What is it that God is directing us into for the, in, in his design that he created for us? What is it? And so if we turn our attention to that by through the Holy Spirit, uh, we, we find that there may be things, there are things that we just haven't even paid attention to before. So the question she leaves us with is, what is your inner drive? And from that, what propels you? What propels you to action, stirs your heart, and gets it beating like a racer at the starting block? Um, that's hard, I realize, for someone who is struggling with physical um, challenges and attributes that are, that are very limiting uh, as we age, uh, almost, almost keeping us uh, homebound, I guess you'd say. If, and <clears throat> I do appreciate and understand that when you're in that mode, talking about things like uh, what propels you to action, what stirs your heart, what gets it beating like a racer? Well, nothing is <laughs> a quick answer. You know, nothing. I, I'm, I, I've got this life I've got. And so why are you telling me to, to try to think like a racer? Do we have any answer for that <laughs> in, our, in what we're trying to say about finishing well? Well, actually, we do. Let me quote from her, and then let me give you a, another physical example. And then, if I could, I'd like to talk about something that I'm experiencing right now. She says at the, near the end of her devotional, I run for, to bring glory to God. And he says, she says, you can bring glory to God through who you are and why you do what you do. 
So if you measure your bringing glory to God by how well you finish in a race and how well you can do whatever it is God has wired you to do, sooner or later, you're going to come up shorthanded because you won't be able to perform in the track. So if you say, I'm giving glory to God by competing in the 400 meter run very, very well, well, what happens? Can you give glory to God by not running at all? Your days of running are past. So it's something that God wants to do in you. And it reminds me of the old idea, God has more to do through in you than through you. We often measure our effectiveness. I, I as a pastor, for 40 plus years, you know, you measure your effectiveness by uh, how you communicate, by how many people come to your church, you know, how, how right. well you feel about your life. Right. Well, you learn at a certain, I mean, as you go along in life, that that is not what it means to glorify God. You know, it has to do with your inner, inner drive, as she talks about. What is my inner motivation? Right. So here's my physical example. Uh, Eric Little, you know, Chariots of Fire, the great movie, which kind of dates us, you know. Yeah. Uh, Eric Little was a fast runner. He says, God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. Well, you know, he went off, he won Olympic gold mm -hmm. uh, and went off to the mission field and life changes. So in all of his changes, when I run, I feel his pleasure. When I live, I feel his pleasure. So he had to keep relating his life to pleasing God in anything he did. And he didn't measure that by what he could and could not do physically. Yep. You know, as you know, he died on the mission field. Uh, his family uh, was moved back because of the dangers of the war. But, but that's the way he lived. He lived every day like that. And he's a great example to me. Yep. So, you know, something happened to me and just this came home to me. And I'll just tell you my story in 60 seconds or two minutes. You know, I had foot surgery back on July 12th to fuse some bones in my foot. And it's a very challenging recovery. I didn't fare well in my cast, uh, lots of pain, lots of discomfort. And I really felt I was getting depressed. And I did get depressed, you know. But you, you look at your life and you, you say, why can't I move? Why can't I get up? Why can't I sleep? Mm -hmm. And I... I think I honestly fell into the trap of being on a performance. I wanted to get back to where I was, and I wanted to do it quicker than I, I really thought. And it was a, a, a deep spiritual challenge to me, and I think I'm still processing it and coming out of it. But I realized God doesn't measure me and giving glory to him on the basis of how well my foot heals, you know, getting around on a scooter, now transferring to crutches and getting some weight on this. and. Mm -hmm. sleeping and not sleeping. It's really been a test of who's who's in charge of my life. Mm -hmm. And will I submit to him and learn through the challenges he has for me? And I'm learning all over again. God has more to do in you than he does through you. So I'm taking a step back, trying to learn with the help of good friends and encouragement of others to be that person with an inner drive in a totally new set of circumstances. Does that make sense, Randy? It does. It does, Hal. You have experienced the challenges of someone uh, who has been uh, already active on the playing field, God's playing field, for quite some time. So you, you've been used to that. And I think when you feel like you've been <laughs> put on the sideline because you put yourself on the sideline, I can see that you would say, 
but I want to be in the game. I want to be, I, Lord, I want to be in the game. I don't, you know, I don't like just being on the sideline. And that's where the Lord wants you and wants me and wants everybody is in the game. But we have to be on the playing field with our minds and hearts and ears open to hearing what, what that design is inside of us, what he, what the Holy Spirit wants for us. So I think you're a little too harsh on yourself, but I think you have done what we, we have, we as, as finishing well advocates, uh, Hal, we have asked people to think about themselves in terms of aging well, the best they possibly can to stay on that playing field. And I thought, I, I think that's just exactly what you've been doing, what you did and what you're still doing. And you knew there would be a challenge to it, but you did it. it you took, you took, I, I think it's a bold step, but you took the step. And that is, I'm going to do this so that I have a, a backup reason for it. And the backup reason is that when I'm through this period of trial, I will then be able to devote my full attention full attention to the ministry that and to the purpose of helping others finish well. That's where I see it. So you knew you were going to have to go through a little bit of a briar patch to get there. And it's been a, a challenging briar patch. But many people can, I learned from you, that we all can do this. You know, we all should do this as we age. If there's something that might hold me back or is already holding me back from being able to think about how we can help others, how we can encourage others, how we can relate to others, and instead keep us locked into our own issues and problems and make it all about us all the time, then we owe ourselves, I think, through prayer and through the Holy Spirit guiding us, a chance to improve our body or get rid of that ache or get rid of that uh, defective situation in the body to, to allow me to have full attention toward God's purpose for me. So I, I see you setting the model for that, Hal, in what you just did. Well, thank you, Randy. Uh, if I could just share a little bit more about my story. I mean, what, one of the things I think I was doing, I tend to listen to myself and my problems and what I couldn't do, uh, the number of fears uh, began to grow inside of me. Well, what if my foot doesn't recover as well as I'd like? Why did I do all this? And you start listening to negative voices inside your head, which create a sense of fear rather than a sense of peace. And it drives me back to Allison's use of Proverbs 16.9. You know, a man plans his steps. Mm-hmm. You know, I planned go through the surgery and come right back and pick up where I did, mm-hmm. you know, but it didn't happen that way. The Lord directed my steps in a different way. Mm-hmm. And then I got to ask myself, do I want to live every day for the glory of God and submit my life to his purposes? So you work through that. And that's the point of uh, uh, Allison's devotional. What is it that is our drive? And it really is to submit our lives to Jesus Christ and whatever happens and listen to the spirit and how we begin to glorify God, uh, not in changing our performance, but discovering his life in me. 
And let me wrap this side for me, and you may have some final comments there. Paul says in 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, you know, I fought the good fight. (laughs) It is a fight to keep God at the center of your life. I've completed the course. There are a series of things that God has for me, and I don't know what they'll all be in the rest of my life. I just know that I've gone through one in the past seven weeks now that has really been challenging me. And I echo with Allison Felix and her drive to keep your life centered on Jesus and glorifying God in that. Does that make sense? It does. Any final thoughts that you have in kind of wrapping this up? Um, well, I think you've done it, done well in doing that, Hal. So I'll only add that um, we as seniors will experience uh, different physical challenges. And, uh, hey, that's part of God's plan for us as well. And to the extent that we feel we can help ourselves uh, mentally adjust, I guess is the right word, to that so that we can stay on the playing field stay on God's playing field. I think that's kind of what it's all about and not let that ailment, whatever it might be, get me down, get me out of the game. So second uh, Corinthians 16 to 18 is, uh, is a verse I'd like to just uh, finish with. Therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away yet inwardly. We are being renewed day by day for our light, and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And uh, so our, our our purpose here is to fix our eyes on on the Lord and listen to the Holy Spirit. And I think we will do what we need to do. Let me just add a prayer. Uh, Lord, help us to zero in on what's really important in life and keep our eyes fixed on him. Like the author of Hebrews says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. Uh, Let's keep our eyes riveted on him and learn those kinds of disciplines and yield to him. So the Lord's helped me and Lord, may you help those of us who are listeners you know, as we age, as we go through life, uh, to keep that focus in, in clear uh, perspective. Uh, to that end, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So thanks for joining us today. Randy, great time. Love listening and interacting on this with you. 